Hello. Hi. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Calm Before the Score. I am your host, Matt Endress, along with my co-host, Brian Highland. Brian, it's been a little while. Things have happened. Um, good to see you. How you doing? I'm good. Long time no talk, Matt. Um, you know, I think we took a good time to take a little hiatus right right at, during the Super Bowl. That's normally yeah. times when betting betting podcasts and uh, bet podcasts that talk about the NFL. That's really when they like to take their their hiatuses. So we, we uh, planned that out really well. We're ahead of the curve. You know, most, most um, you know, football-related shows, they take their vacation the week after the Super Bowl. We're, hey, we're on the forefront. We're on the cutting edge. We take our I mean, Super Bowl week. We're a step ahead of everybody. I guess the Super Bowl was two weeks ago, so we should have, we should have came back last week when everyone was on vacation and really grabbed that market share. Now it's everyone true. everyone's now everyone's, everyone's back. If we everyone's came back, back, if we came back last week, week after. right after the right after the Super Bowl, we record like right as the final whistle is going. That's how we Top of the chart. back. That's how we win that market share. But now we're just just another just just, just another uh, podcast <laughs> of two schmoes talking. A couple of uh, buffoons. Couple of buffoons talking. Uh, I'm assuming we'll get into NBA now that now that the football's done. Uh, yeah, um, first talk about Super Bowl a little bit. Uh, it's honestly kind of too bad that we didn't have an episode because uh, <laughs> we won some money. We did we did pretty pretty well. I know uh, we talked about it a little bit before. Um, like we both had Odell Beckham first touchdown score. That was big. Um, Huge. I had. A non-quarterback to throw a passing touchdown at plus fourteen hundred. Thank you very much. Um, so, a couple others in there. Uh, I had a couple of plus two hundred things hit, but I think we both had Cooper Cup touchdown score. Yep, that was an easy one. You the only problem was you did combine that with something because the value is like minus one fifty or some shit like that. So you had to like add to something else. And if you're like me and you add it to a Jamar Chase parlay, because that felt like that would make a lot of sense. Uh, plus 293, you thought this is for steal. Turns out Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase said he didn't even play score. I had, I had over – one that I just forgot that I forgot to talk about. I had over um, two and a half people to attempt to pass. Oh, that's one of my – I think that shit every year. I didn't take it this year because I couldn't find it. But I, it worked out because I had the, the touchdown. So yeah, that's a that that's a huge one. That one's always fun to bet. Uh, I had Joe Mixon anytime touchdown scorer, so mm-hmm. honestly, that a touchdown pass was kind of heartbreaking because yep. you don't get, get credit for that. <laughs> no. But um, it made up for it with that anytime touchdown score. I had Rams first half. Um, I had I had the over in the first half. As yep. well, um, and then obviously that got negated with the Rams and game took. But still, I mean, it was a it was a it was a sick Super Bowl. Obviously, any Super Bowl that ends with um, one team going down, scoring under two minutes, and then the other team having a chance to go down and tie it um, is going to be a great Super Bowl in my book. Um, I'm a little bit confused what Zach Taylor was thinking on that that second and one third and one fourth and one um yeah i don't 
He, I, th- I think, I think he tried to get cute with it. I mean, I think if I remember, he tried to take like a shot to Jamar Chase, and then he yep. tried to run it with uh, Samaji Pirine instead of yep. running it with Joe Mixon, who yep. uh, was a thousand-yard rusher and is six. The third most rush yards in the league. Yeah, so let's let's take him out of the game for the the last two plays of the Super Bowl and bring in yep. Samaji Pirine. That makes that makes a lot of sense. That math checks out to me. Yeah, I mean so. they're not they're not going to expect a triple play then. But I mean there were there was a time in the Super Bowl when the when the Bengals went up and the the Rams offense was kind of sputtering. Yeah. Where, I mean I think myself along with everyone watching the Super Bowl was like, oh man, if Sean McVay loses this game, the takes that I'm going to get off about this guy and how he is, you know, just. Can only perform in the regular season. Can't win the big one. I was, <clears throat> I was gearing up for it, uh, but he won. And you know what? I, I mean, I watched the post game, and why is just the entire Rams team retiring? Like they were like McVay's like, oh yeah, I, I might hang it up. And like Aaron Donald, who's like 30 years old, he's like, oh yeah, like this this might be the end. And weren't like, you you were at Pitt for at least one year when he was there, right? Yes, yes, I was at Pitt that's when he was there. To retire. Yes, that's insane. And I get it. I, I don't really get it. I think it might just be a ploy to try to get more money since he's like not the highest paid defensive player in the NFL, he might just be like, yeah. okay, if, if I just threaten retiring, then they'll restructure my deal and make me the highest paid player in the uh, NFL or, or defensive player. But um, yeah, like I was like watching that and it was just like, so is, are the Rams just going to like implode? I mean, they, they said all um, along that they're pushing their chips in the middle and this was, this was the one they wanted was, to, yeah. this was the year. Like it was like boomer bust and they, they boomed and, I'm sure any I'm sure those five Rams fans out there would take this one Super Bowl, you know, if they imploded next year. But that was the um, saddest parade I've ever seen. It, it looked like the, the dogwood parade in Phoenixville. Yeah, hey, hey, don't you besmirch the dogwood parade, right? That thing is an institution. I mean that they the dogwood parade might get more attendance than that Rams championship parade. Yeah, no bad. Um but yeah, so like uh, left tackle, uh, what's his face? Oh, yeah, Whitworth, Whitworth. He's retiring. Like Von Miller's Wait, free agent. Whitworth is like sixty-five years old. <laughs> he's like, so he, old. He makes sense. Aaron Donald is like, Aaron Donald was defensive player of the year last year. He was a unanimous yeah. All Pro this year. He has been in the league, I think, only nine seasons. You know, he's a nine-time Pro Bowler, yeah. eight-time All Pro, which is insane. Four-time defensive out. player. Four-time or three-time defensive player of the year, um, but when like he was like talking about that, and they were like interviewing after the game, and he was like crying about you know out of joy. And then the interviewer asked him like, "Are you going to hang it up after this?" I was like, "What the what the hell? I didn't even know that that was a storyline going into the game." <laughs> I mean, so I'm in Vegas the same I, way. They asked him if he's going to retire, like go like in the booth for calling game. It's like what. Huh? Well, if he see, if he sees that Troy Aikman ESPN money, he just might seventeen, 17 and a half million a year. Shout out! And I don't even, I don't even, I mean, I guess he's good. But like, I really kind of thought that was more of like the chemistry between him and that. I think Joe Buck's really good. So yeah. I didn't realize that Aikman. But now the question is, who do you pair with him? You're not going to yeah, do 
Lewis Rick and or whoever Brian, not Brian Greasy, uh, the who was the, the third guy? Um, Steve. I, don't know. I, I would. I would usually. I would. I, I honestly Steve either watch Lee the game. Troy. Yeah, honestly, with um, Monday Night Football. Because the Jets didn't have any Monday Night Football games this year. So I would either watch it on mute or I would just watch the Manning cast. And that's the thing. ESPN's tr- tr- trade. That's the whole thing. You can trade for our losses. Troy going to pay them 17 and a half, but they just renewed Eli and Peyton through like 2024. And like, I know it's all on the same network. So like, they're just, they just want all those eyes. But like, is that a trade into the booth really going to bring that many more eyes? to ESPN for Monday Night Football. Like, if you're watching Monday Night Football, you're watching Monday Night Football. You know what I mean? It's not like you're not tuning in to listen to certain announcers because you want to watch football on Monday. Now, Peyton Neal are better. I don't think Peyton Neal next year, one guest per half, not one guest per quarter. I want more Peyton Eli, less than fumbling over technology with, you know, retired Sports people that nobody cares about. Yeah, that's I, I agree with that. Definitely switching it up from one guest a quarter to one guest a half um, will make it a little bit of, of a smoother process. Um, but I, I think ESPN's thinking with the, the Aikman is, I don't know, maybe they want to eventually be the ones who host the Super Bowl. I, I, like, I, I, I just don't know. Like, you know, you really don't watch games like – the announcers like no one's like oh man like i'm gonna tune in i'm gonna tune into to this game over that game for because troy aikman's on it it's like okay i'd rather watch the the ravens chargers as opposed to you know whatever aikman and bucker are doing it's really more about the matchups and right so you know i i do agree like aikman's good but i don't even notice half the time like and maybe it's just I I just don't pay close enough attention, but you know most of the time, the only t- the only time I notice the announcers is when they like say something that pisses me off. Like it's not yeah. like I'm like noticing like oh man like that was that was some really great analysis there. Like they'll say some interesting stuff, but for the most part it's like hey, hey shut the fuck up Joe Buck and don't say that the Jets haven't missed a kick this year. Yeah, that's true. And like the thing is like so he's like, he's coming from Fox, right? Fox hosts two out of the next three Super Bowls. And now what their number one crew is going to be Joe Buck and like, who, like, who are they going to like pull to fill that spot? We're talking like Greg Olson or Sean Payton. Or Drew Brees. Like, I'd be all right with Greg Olson. But like Drew, Drew Brees is a dweeb. I don't know. Sean Payton has always seemed shisty to me. So. Yeah, Greg Olson would be all right. Give me, give me, give me Tom McCarthy next to Joe Buck. He's like, the, he's like on the number seven crew for the AFC, I think for CBS or something. But get Tom McCarthy in there. Yeah, the, the Phillies announcer guy. That'd be sick. Get, uh, get Todd McGinnis. Get uh, what's his, what's the guy's name? Gus? Gus Johnson? Gus, Gus Gustaf. Gus Gus is a weapon. Um, yeah, that's wild. And then Amazon's getting in the game too, and football's football's weird. Also, it's fucking annoying that like it's the biggest 
league in the world. And you can't, like, buy a package to watch your team's games. People are fans of teams in the all over the country. Like, there's so many people that are streaming illegally. Like, if they were, like, you get all 17 of those games, all you got to do is pass 100 bucks. And, like, you when you – or something like that. Like, it feels like that would be so easy. Because, like, being in Massachusetts now, like, the Eagles aren't just on, you know? It's not like it's not like at home where you turn on like whatever time the Eagles games are like they're on. Here I would get you want, you want league, get a lot of you want league pass for, for football. Yeah. It's not, it's not that hard yeah. of a concept. I mean they do have that, Matt. It's NFL Sunday ticket. You get no, all the I'm games. Not, I'm not paying the two hundred dollars for that. Okay. That's but I watch red zone anyway. So like I just I'm not gonna pay two hundred dollars just to what get Sunday ticket to watch the Eagles. What do you what do you what do you think red zone the rest of the time? What do you think the NFL is gonna charge for for this? Because it's coming. And do you think it's gonna be, you know, fifteen dollars? You dude, it's it's gonna be the same price. They're they're talking about the um acquisition of the NFL rights for Sunday ticket. They're talking about like in the billions of dollars. You think that they're gonna make it just a couple, you know. Fifty bucks, like they're they're gonna jack up the prices. Amazon or whatever streaming service. Okay. Well, how much but is Sunday ticket for the year for the for the for the regular season? Oh, a couple hundred bucks. Okay, for the, that's I don't, for every. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm just getting I, seventeen games. So if you're paying a couple hundred for two hundred and something, why would I pay a couple hundred for seventeen games? That's not, well. That's and it's not even because if they're on like nationally televised, then you wouldn't get those just on the regular thing. So, like, depending, because like, Eagles always play like two or three primetime games a year. So, really, I'm paying for 13 or 14 games. 100 bucks because, just for that. Okay, but if the company that, that buys it, say it's Amazon, if they want to have any way of making back their money, I mean, the biggest reason that DirecTV, DirecTV is hemorrhaging money on Sunday ticket because, and they charge an arm and a leg. Like, once it gets sold, the price is gonna get the price is gonna go even higher because whoever's gonna buy it is gonna need to jack up the price to make sure that they're getting that return on investment. Like I was I was reading about it because but I have DirecTV and I, I I wanted to stay with DirecTV because that's the only cable provider that I can get out here and it's it's nice that you know I have it right on my TV and it's just an added benefit that I pay for. Um, you know I I would. Get YouTube rid of it TV. if I. I'm telling YouTube TV. I'm telling you, give at least give it a look. See, you get you get like no, local I, sports. That's the reason I have it. Yeah, I want Sunday ticket. I'd rather have Sunday ticket than local sports. I'm just I, saying, you're trying to cut the cord. I'm just giving you, just giving you an option. No, I'll never cut the cord. <laughs> Good for you, I guess. Yeah, it is. But you're. I, I think you're. I think you're being a little bit naive. Uh, and I think how much you're forgetting how many people would buy this, and they're not just paying like billions of dollars for one year. It's probably like a ten-year deal. If you get enough thousands or tens of thousands of people buying a hundred dollars for X number of years, there's money there. Don't do the math. So I was doing the math in my head as I was saying it, and it's like ten million bucks or twenty million bucks or something like that. And I don't really need your engineering brain I don't I don't I'll basically I'd be willing to pay it 
but like we can't be doing several hundreds of dollars for 14 games. Because then nobody's going to buy it, and then you've paid all that money for nothing. People will buy it, though. People would buy it. Especially if they get, like... For one thing. It's going to sell to a streaming service, and they're going to get stricter with... You know, shutting down illegal streams. They're going to get stricter with doing that. Like, that's that's what the NBA's done. The NBA has gotten stricter with that, and so now it's kind of like you need to have league pass or have you know live in the market. It's just different with that though, because like there's 82 games for 17. You know, I know, but it, but it's not as it's not as popular. I mean, there's. There's more like NBA is also more regionally focused. Like the fans of the team generally live in that area. Besides, like maybe That's the true. Lakers I, or like I you saw know. a stat where it was like six NBA cities. The only professional sports team they have is a basketball team. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of an interesting little. Can you name? Can you name them? Six NBA cities. Ah, um, don't quote me on that. See, it's tough to something give me a trivia question where I don't remember the exact right answer myself. It's, uh, I mean, they I mean, might have been four or five. Memphis. Yep, yep. Um, Salt Lake. Soccer, soccer doesn't. Soccer doesn't count. Okay. Um, we can we can keep talking. I'll think I'll think of the other ones. Okay, so they're starting to come back to me now, and I think it's five. Five? Okay. Yeah, I feel pretty. I feel pretty good about five. Oklahoma City. Yep. Brooklyn. Then, no, I'm not. It wasn't Brooklyn. Wasn't one of them. Okay. So I think they shared that that building with the Islanders now. The Islanders got their own building. No, I don't know. No, the, there's the, two, the there's two, the, the there's two New York. Island. There's two New York hockey teams and there's two New York basketball teams. So I don't think they really count with that. You know, I guess technically Brooklyn doesn't have anything else. But I don't think it was. Yeah, no, yeah I, I, I guess it's New York City technically. Yeah. Um, let me think. Where? Where else? I'm trying to run through the conferences. Um, no. Uh, oh. Oh, oh. Milwaukee? Brewers. Ah, Brewers. I was, I was only thinking, you know, technically Green Bay, you know, is same. I, I was only focusing on yeah. the Packers. Forgot about, the, forgot about the Brewers. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's another team. I'm sure it's teams like in the country that I'm forgetting about. Oh, I think actually it is six. I think I was right. I think I signed right from the beginning. Sacramento. Yep. Okay. Um. What am I up to? Four. Four. Yeah, you do better than I thought. Um. Well, I'm, I'm a big, big hoop head, obviously. That's, that's very true. Even though I, I I, even, even though I only yes, start sir. watching the the Sixers after um, 
after the NBA season, after NFL season ends. I watched, I watched <laughs> yeah. a few games during the NFL right season. After, but I, I, and then right after the All-Star break, this is when it counts. There's only like 20-some games left. Yeah, you, you look through the storylines, you keep up with the, you know, box score, and you're good to go. Yeah. Um, Orlando. Hey, you see Joe, bingo. You see, a, yeah, you see Joel Bede highlights. And, oh, there's seven of them. Yikes, there's seven of them. Are you, are you did you think of seven? or? I, I, I looked it up. Okay. But I did also think of seven in my head. Okay, well, I'm at five. Yep. Um, You're doing much better this time than I had anticipated for not being for not preparing for this even a little bit. Phoenix. No, Phoenix has all the all four of them. Arizona Cardinals are in Phoenix. Are they? Arizona Diamondbacks are in Phoenix. I didn't think they were on Phoenix. The Arizona Coyotes are Phoenix. I was just thinking because it's the Phoenix Suns. The other ones are. Well, they used to be the Phoenix Cardinals, but then people in other cities in Arizona got pissed at their tax money yeah, to well, they, build the stadium. So they renamed them the Arizona Cardinals. That's more so what I was thinking. You know, They're the only Fun. ones that are Phoenix as opposed to the yeah. other other teams are just labeled yep. Arizona, even though oh, yeah. they might play in Phoenix. But um, learned that in one of my sports management classes. So if either my mom or dad listen to this one, we're using that degree. All I'll right. give you a hint: they're uh, both in the West. Both, both in the West. Um. West, like in terms of geography or Western Conference? Technically, isn't it both? I was thinking Western Conference. Okay. Well, if I think, I mean, I guess that would, have, that would be giving it away. When you say West, I would think, um, you know, West Coast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tough. I got five. I'm trying to. You did get five. Five is pretty good. Best. I'm trying to. I can only think of the the teams in the. I can only think of the teams in California and Texas, and I know none of them are the right answer. Are you sure about that? I already said Sacramento. Yeah. Texas, Houston, and Dallas. Think about one. Think about one, given the shit-eating grin on your face. <laughs> there is a little bit of a shit-eating grin. What other basketball teams in Texas? Oh, San Antonio. There you go. All right, what's what's the seventh? Uh, Portland, Portland Trailblazers. Uh, well, I mean that's because I'm a big, I'm a big footy fan, and I, I count the, I, I count the Portland 
the Portland Timbers. Timbers as a, I, as I a saw it in sports your, team. But. I saw it in your eyes when I first asked yeah. the question, which is why I had to clarify if you remember soccer as a cat. That's true. As soon as I, I said it, as soon as I said it, as soon as I said it, you said, oh, he's, in your he's, eyes. he's thinking Portland Timbers. He's like, he's that, said, I, I'm not bullshitting you. I honestly, I just think he's going he's gonna to think of Portland Timbers. That actually kind of was in my brain, and that's why I had to make sure that I clarified soccer in this scenario that we kept. Scenario. Funny. Are, are, are we a trivia show now? We could be. I mean, we'll need the people either just send us questions or I'm genuinely interested if somebody got all seven before we like from the start of the question to the end without looking them up. I'm sure I'm sure people did. I have a I have a I have a friend from from Pittsburgh who's a huge huge NBA guy. Um that I'm sure he would he would have gotten that way quicker than I was able to and gotten all seven without that final hint. Yeah. I think I think NBA guys, you know, are able to same same way that we're able to, you know, basically run through the a whole NFL both yeah. conferences, like NBA guys are able to do that. Uh, I'm not really able to do that for the NBA. I can run through the Sixers conference, and even there, I'm not. I'm not sure with the conference realignments who all is in there. But what are the Sixers going to win the NBA championship? I think the answer is yes after the James Harden trade. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, this is the most, um, Excited? this is the most, yeah, kind of, yeah, but I think it's the most optimistic of him, but I don't, I still don't think this is the best Sixers team that we've seen during the past like five years or so. You think the Jimmy Butler team? I think Jimmy Butler team is better. Um, but I think that we have the two best individual players that we've had throughout the process. Uh, Harden, obviously, and then the way Embiid's playing right now. Um, but yeah, I still think that um, Simmons, JJ, Butler, Toby, Embiid lineup was. I still think that was a better team, but this is uh, the, the this is the most star power and like firepower offensively that we've had, which is good. And the fact that we still have Matisse starting to soak up all that defense that Harden doesn't play, I think is huge. I know there's some advanced statistics saying that they would be better if Danny Green started, but I fucking hate Danny Green. <laughs> so I know keep, you do. keep my guy Matisse in there as long as possible. Well, I also think about it. I mean, Ben Simmons wasn't going to play for the Sixers this year. Nope. Or probably at any point in his career. So Never again. we were able we were able to turn around Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and some late first round picks for James. That aren't going to matter. Yeah, exactly. So the picks, like, I, I mean, picks are going to get traded. They're not even the Nets are going to use those picks. Exactly, and and obviously like Ben Simmons, like when he played, he was he was sick. Like I I think I know you were a fan of Ben Simmons, and 
everyone was like the Philadelphia fan base was behind him and everyone believed him every fucking year we believed he was going to turn into LeBron James or Giannis every year it was he would he would put up a video of him shooting a basketball in an empty gym and be like this this guy is winning MVP summertime shooting videos were infuriating every time every year Every year we said to ourselves, well, if you look at Giannis, you know, you look at the way that his career progressed. He took ben, a long Simmons time really, ben, Simmons is, ben Simmons is really on the same track. He's, he's only not, 24. He's, he stinks. And he was <laughs> he never going to play for the team again. And nope. we were able to get rid of like, – no one thought Daryl Murray could do this. No one thought Daryl Murray could trade Ben Simmons, a guy who hasn't played all year, a guy nope. who has come out and said, I'm never going to play for the Sixers again. Yep. The Sixers had no leverage, and he turned it around for James Harden and Paul yep. Millsap, and now the Sixers legitimately have, you know, a top two, three duo in the NBA. Yeah. Like, and I think yeah. the best part, I mean, other than getting Harden, the best part of this, we were able to keep Maxi Matisse. Exactly. We and exactly, we still kept those young pieces that are going to make it so they don't, you know, fall into irrelevancy if any, like if anything were to go go poorly. Like they right. keep Matisse, they keep Matisse, they keep Maxi. Um, I'd like Matisse to develop a jump shot a little bit quicker and a little Just bit better than, than he has. Um, if he shoots, but, if he shoots league average from three, fucking. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. But Maxie's that Maxie's wasn't that sick. wasn't really an exaggeration either. Matisse just turned into like a thirty-eight percent three-point shooter to like a twenty-nine or whatever he is now. Fucking put him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's he turns into the ultimate three and D guy. Yeah. And then Maxie looks like John Maxie, Wall Max- out there. Maxie looks incredible. Maxie is a force. Um, it's I, I like I like I like where the Sixers are. You know, they're three in the East right now. Um, yep. Obviously, they they had that like terrible loss to to the Celtics. I mean, that was just an absolute shit pumping. But then they came back and we're they, they even, beat the. We're not going to But they came, they came back and they they beat the the. Um, the box. So it's yeah. kind of like, okay, yeah, that that sucked. Like, obviously, that was unfortunate, but um, like we came back and we were able to to win the next game. Like, what do we? What's what's the matter? A loss is a loss. It still counts the same in the the loss column. Yeah. And with with Harden, obviously, it's going to be completely different. Like, teams aren't going to be able to like teams aren't going to be able to help off of or triple team and beat like the Celtics were triple teaming and beat the Bucks were triple teaming and beat. Like you can't do that when you also have to trip, when you also have to double team Harden and the Embiid Harden pick and roll and pick and pop is going to be absolutely unstoppable. Embiid has never had a ball handler like Harden to run that pick and roll with. Like it's going to make it. So he gets so many easier touches down low, so many more easy scoring opportunities. And then it's going to also make it so that late in the games, they have multiple people that they can go to in isolation. Like before it was Jimmy Butler and Embiid. But at that point in Embiid's career, he was nowhere near where he is now. Like he was good. He was 
a, a great like a good post player, but right now he is the best post player in the NBA, and you can throw him the ball, the and he can absolutely dominate and then to play off of that where you have Harden and like you know you can run and beat up there on a on a screen to free up Harden like Embiid is a, a monster but he wasn't able to be used as a screener like the only two-man game he, he ran was that triple handoff with um Redick and a little bit Redick of Curry is, but now with, yeah but now with Harden like there's actually that was a ball Brett Brown specialty yeah like with Simmons, they couldn't run the pick and roll because the defenders just go underneath. Yeah, they were the just clogged the middle. And they clogged the middle. They clogged the, the roll lanes. But now they aren't going to be able to do that. And Embiid's going to get one-on-one opportunities against point guards, against shooting guards. And Harden's going to get one-on-one opportunities against centers, against big men. And they're going to absolutely feast. Yeah, it's going to be and, I saw, and, and I just saw a picture of James Harden. He 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 looks spry as can be. He looks spry like he, as he, can be. He looks like he dropped like thirty pounds since he's been traded. He he went the fat suit route again. I mean, it's <laughs> fucking incredible. He went back to the playbook. I love it. Why why change it up? I guess if you're if it, if it works, why change it? Yeah, I yeah I saw something about like. I forget the exact thing, but like it was something about like Zion already having the fat suit on and the Knicks not taking notice yet. Something like that. Can can we I mean, have you been following the NBA at all? What what happened yeah. to Zion? Is is I mean Zion's he, about three hundred and fifty pounds right now. He's eating he's eating mac and cheese with a soup later, but he's not in a good spot. He just he just got down to got down to Nola and just went jambalaya for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, you know, like most people go out for breakfast and like have like a beignet. Zion will go out for breakfast and like eat the entire restaurant. I mean, I don't blame him. I mean, I'll be honest. The few times I've been to Nola, I've I've done jambalaya for breakfast. You know, it it happens. You <laughs> you, you get somewhere they they have some jump. You know, it might sound like we're judging. This is a, this is a no a no judging show. No, no, no this, is, this is Joe. This is a judgment free free show. But it's also funny because I remember when he got drafted to New Orleans. Like this is this was like a genuine concern for people. They were like, he yeah. he's going to eat he's going to eat himself <laughs> out of the league. And like, it's like it's just funny because it's like actually come true, and he's just actually eating himself out of the league. And it's like, man, that that New Orleans cooking just hits different. I mean that. It's definitely my favorite food city. I, I love some good New Orleans cooking. Never been, but I think it's tripping Ritz in the Atlanta airport once, so you, I've kind of been there. Same thing. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty close. Um, yeah, but you see, he's like a, he has like a foot injury, and then every time I try to keep ramping him back up, he keeps getting like setbacks for it and stuff. So the topic he's going to play this year. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Tough to tough to argue against that one, isn't it? That's that's just tough. I mean, he was he was so good last year, and he was so much fun last year. And oh yeah. I mean, although I will say, like you know, I was gonna say something about you know foot injuries and like the way that they they bode for careers, but you know that, the same thing was said early on in Embiid's career, and. Yep. Zion shown more early in his career than Embiid ever did, so I still think that he'll be able to bounce back and he'll be able to to come back. But 
man, it is not a, not a good place to be for, for Zion, like foot injury mul- multiple years and basically not being able to recover. And that's the way that it's, it seemed is that he just like physically can't recover from his foot injury, which is not really where yeah. you to be. Um, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a good spot. And they're trying to build around him by getting like CJ McCollum. And then it comes out that he never even texts him or nothing. And now he's being bullied on the internet and being a good teammate. He's like sharing teammates' highlights now. So maybe, maybe we're the corner. Maybe just took JJ Redick getting on ESPN and yelling at him in front of everybody. And I guess since that time he's reached out and seems to be, maybe that's what it took. JJ Redick calling him a big fat stooge. Yeah, got him to be a good. Good basketball player again. One can only hope. Do the do the next scare you at all? Oh yeah. Because if you just look at it face value from the Nets, you, they got rid of a guy in Harden, who they had a feeling where they weren't going to resign, or be able to resign, or he want to resign at the end of the season. After that, they got a twenty-four-year-old Ben Simmons who. Those, they don't care if he can score next. They got Kevin Durant and Kyrie. They see him for defense, which they didn't have. They got a big man in Drummond, which they needed because they didn't have a center and they haven't had a center. And then they got Seth Curry, who statistically shoots three-pointers at a better percentage than his brother does. So Brooklyn does, in fact, make me nervous, and I'm relying on the Ben Simmons not figuring out how to shoot thing. Yeah, so they I mean, can feel I mean, better you, because you have, a, you have a mental midget in Ben Simmons. I mean, if I he's ever, he if be. he ever is going to start like shooting threes, like now's the time. Officially, now's the time. He's not though. We've been we've been fucking saying it for every year of his career. Like, yeah, but now it's in a new place, the fresh start, and it feels like that's what he wanted, it's what he needed. So if it's ever is going to be a time, now is that time. But there, I don't like that's the thing. I don't think there's ever going to be a time. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I know I'm right. Um, let's see. Is there really anything else going on? Not really, huh? We got some, uh, yeah. we got, we got, we, oh, uh, one, I have one more thing on the Sixers. Um, Doc Rivers came out and said today that his plan is to have um, Maxi, Toby, Harden, and Embiid to have at least two of them on the floor at all times. I like that. Plan. That's what he said his plan was. I am a big fan of that. Will it actually happen though? In the first first game, we'll find a, a reason where we have all bench guys in. And it's going to be infuriating. Um, they just need—they just need to win the non-embed minutes. Just win the non-embed minutes in the playoffs. Not even win them. Just don't <laughs> don't lose them at a historic rate. Yeah. And then that'll exactly. be set. Um, the last like, thing that I had was um, March is right around the corner. Next week, a couple of days. March low key is a underrated sports month. There's a good fantastic. shit popping off in March. Um, you start with the combine. I don't know about you, but I'm I'm a sucker for the combine. I find it really really peaceful. 
because you got some kind of smooth undertones in the background and people are just kind of working out and you get to learn stuff. And two weeks later, free agency starts, which is, that's always a world one three days. And then March Madness starts like two days after that. And that leads you into like the right in the round, the beginning of April and that first week of April, you got the masters there. And then once that, once the masters are done, we're, we're spring. Winter's over. Effective March 1st is what, is what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing too. Yeah. March is a fantastic sports month. Beginning of March Madness, I mean, would make any month good. And then, you know, you had, like you said, the combine and then rolled that into um, the Masters in April. It's just, uh, you know, it, it's an underrated sports time. People, it's people really don't talk nice about it too much. For March to come through like this as soon as football ends. Like, if all this shit happened in May, it wouldn't be nearly as exciting. No. Well, because because it's it the weather's nice and it's like okay yeah like great there's March Madness or whatever but like with the weather being with the weather being shitty and like you know everyone being stuck inside it's nice to have sports on the TV it's nice to not have to worry about what you're gonna what you're gonna watch um, when you get home and it's dark after work um, yeah. you know, if it's the middle of summer it's like okay yeah I mean this this the sports are still great but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, it's also super nice out. Like, I can just go outside and yeah. play nine holes. Um, oh, but that, like, when you – a really good feeling is when you first see that, that first Masters commercial. And then it just says, ends with coming in April. Oh, that is a good feeling. See that shit in, like, January? It's the best. Um, March Madness will be good. I'm sure we'll do another something, something for it. Um, we'll figure that. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, you got anything else? No, I think I'm good. All right. Uh, cool. We uh, in that case, then we appreciate you all listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Yes, we will. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. Regularly scheduled programming. Effective now. Effective next week. Now, technically, you get it. <laughs>